maximize every opportunity so that you can become you. Legendary. Become legendary. What adjustments can you make right now to make yourself 1% better? Your only goal is to be the best version of you. So welcome to Becoming Legendary, a whole new beginning. So um, today and going forward, I am joined by Brian and um, I have been doing this podcast for two, maybe three years, maybe three years now. And I felt like over the course of 2020, there were ways to make things better. And the number one way that I thought we could make things better would be to bring uh, Brian along. So Brian, welcome. Wow, that was quite the intro, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's um, <laughs> well, you're making a dream come true. So it's, it's a, an absolute pleasure and an honor to be here. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've done two, we've done two episodes together and both of them were just so much fun and I feel like one of the one of the most fun things about uh, your and I interactions are how both similar and different we are and how similarly and differently we view things so I think that um, I'm really excited to just share perspectives and offer more perspectives uh, through this platform yeah yeah I think that's I think it's always good to include more than one perspective into yeah. into into a conversation. So, yeah, I think we're we're two beings sort of after the same thing, and I mm -hmm. think, but our our paths are now intersecting as one. Yeah, and I think it provides a beautiful opportunity for the listenership to the listeners out there to. Um, get another opinion, get another viewpoint, and maybe find a nugget of truth or a nugget that really is able to help them become a better version of themselves. Yeah. That, um, that idea of like what people are looking for, what we're looking for, what we want, right? I think, I think if we like distill what people want um, down to its purest essence, Essentially, everybody wants the same thing, right? Everybody wants to be happy and safe and be able to protect and provide and offer some form of uh, positivity to the world, right? 100%. Yeah. And I, and I think I think when you... One one thing that's interesting, right? I think I, I you and I both are. I think you and I both want that clearly, right? Like, um, and we we often give back in very similar ways. But when when I'm saying that, I know there are people out there who are like, no, I know somebody who who just wants to be mad and just wants to be mean to people, and it's like they that's true, right? But they're doing that because they want to. They feel that that's the way to shift people into their way of thinking, and they think their way of thinking is the is the way to happiness or contentment or whatever it is right so yeah. i think we're we are all looking for very very similar things and offering different perspectives on how to get to those things is is valuable so on that note why don't we just start right in with um what you and i want to do with this podcast platform over the course of 2021 right as we as we roll the page over into a new year so my intentions like moving forward would be to obviously be able to provide us a space where, where people can come in 
and they can detach from their normal day-to-day lives or continue on with their normal day-to-day lives while they're listening, right? So two options there, two two valuable sort of ways to, to look at this. And I want the intention for me is to see the, the, the interesting part about our relationship, I feel Patrick, is that we've had a lot of time to get to know each other. And we've had a lot of time that we spent time around each other, not really saying much at all. <laughs> so, yeah. so I feel like there's, there's an opportunity. It's almost like a get to know <laughs> each other a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that will, all of the practices that I have in store in my life that I do on a day-to-day basis, I know that when I share them with other people, they're liable to help them in some way, fashion, or form, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like the combination of your viewpoints and my viewpoints, they'll be able to melt, mesh together really, really well and provide yeah. someone a new way of looking at things. I think that's yeah. really, really important. Yeah. Um... I think we do, both of us kind of have uh, perspectives that are not necessarily common, right? Um, in that we, we tend to view things from, we, we tend to view things from different angles and we tend to view things uh, from atypical angles from, from the bulk of societal conversation, at least. Um, so, so I think that's fun. Uh, if people are willing to let these uh, weirdo perspectives into their ears. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that will be really fun. So you and I met. What is it? Four years ago? Maybe more than that. Was it sixteen or fifteen? It was sixteen. It was sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. 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 So so just as like that backstory, Brian and I go. We go back. We go back. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, that was normal. <laughs> Whatever that yeah. means. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, that is another, um, overplayed over, over commented on topic, but the reality is this year has felt very, very long. The, the time that it feels like has gone on in 2020 and the changes that have happened, uh, in my life particularly, uh, but a lot of people's lives are just really, really dramatic. And, um, it's interesting to be sitting here at the precipice of a new year after a year that's felt like 10. Yeah, exactly. It is. It felt, it's felt like 10, but it's also felt, it's felt like one too. Like, I don't know how to explain that because I, I was saying, I was teaching a class earlier today and I was wishing everybody Merry Christmas and those words coming out of my mouth the fact to rewind last year, Merry Christmas, right? How different those words felt mm. <laughs> from one year to the next. Like mm. last year, I was, you were just bringing me into vitality at this time. Yeah. And yeah. I, th- I think in December, I had just attended one of your recharge workshops. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a beautiful, I was, I was so nervous that, that day, but that was a beautiful reintroduction to, to each other's lives. And, and this year has been so long, but it's been so fulfilling in, in a mm. weird, really, really weird, strange way. I have never had a male friend like you in my life before, um, particularly one that is as weird as you. Yeah. <laughs> in the best of way, Patrick. Like, I, I can't explain how, how good that feels to me as an individual to know mm. that someone else out there has similar viewpoints, similar ways of looking at the world to me. 
And because of that, I know that there is that there's a bigger light out there, a bigger picture where as long as we keep doing the work each and every day, those people and those things are going to keep attracting to us. So we'll be able to shine that light mm-hmm. onto the fact that even, even a year like this can be filled with blessings and filled with growth. You're filled with expansion, filled with, if you're just able to open your eyes and look around beauty. Yeah. Does that sure. make sense? No, absolutely. I think that's been my biggest thing over the course of the year, right? It's like, there's a lot of worst year ever commentary. Yes, tons of it out there, man. And um, if you expected that the world would always be the same, then I can, and and you're like holding on to the idea that the world has to be the same. Yeah. Then yeah, it was a terrible year because the world is not the same. But if you were open to the opportunities and you were open to the growth and you were open to the, the, the possibilities of the year, um, there, there were a lot of, there were a, a remarkable amount of blessings um, wrapped up in what feels like a very difficult package. So like I've talked about this on this podcast, right? I, I've talked about how during the shutdown, uh, my grandma died alone um, in a facility that we were not allowed to, to visit. And, you know, that is something that I, I still look back on and it's, it's hard to believe, right? It's one of those things where it's a, it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird situation. There, there was like, there was nothing that could, there was nothing that we could have legally done to, to visit her. And, um, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough package, right? But I still got to have like the final conversation, right? I, I, I got to I got to have I got to communicate with her and like there, what what was available is what was available. And um, the reality is we're all gonna come to that end of the line. And uh, in one way or the other, we're we're leaving with exactly what we came with, which is nothing, right? So yeah. we're, we we don't get to we don't get to change change that part of the equation, but we do get to change the part of the equation while we're here. And um so I'm what I'm trying to say is like I understand there are a lot of there are a lot of really hard things that happened in 2020 and there's zero doubt about that and uh, I think there are more hard things to come in the future. But that with all hard things, there are opportunities to uh, to make beautiful things happen. Yes, within some of the hardest things that have that have come across all of our lives this year. I mean, Patrick, you just spoke towards hardest thing that someone could ever imagine dealing with right so um and if i would have never known you the way that i know you i would never know that would have even happened to you right so that that says something about well number one control and you understanding the that we have i was just talking to, to my wife about this danielle like two seconds ago right before we jumped on about she's working so hard to control our 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 christmas our christmas eve supper our, our, our dinner right and so something didn't happen with a cornish hen that we were trying to make and and so it's a loosening of the control loosening of that wanting things to be a certain way if anything at all can we appreciate that that year is that this year has taught us that exactly yeah like that's such a huge lesson yeah for me particularly i was just in the throes of like of building this 
I don't want to call it an empire because it wasn't even an empire. It wasn't even a city, but it was like this, this little small town of my teaching, right? Yeah. Of my, of my, I had, yeah. I had vitality. I had you, I had yeah. all these great studios, all that just ripped away. Like you, you, not only did you have a death of your family member, you're the death of vitality too, Patrick. So it's yeah. like with death, right? Like say for example, the Lotus example, Lotus can't grow out of anything but mud, right? So like, it's like death, out of of death is a beautiful rebirth. So there's all these opportunities that you can expand. That's happened to me over the past month with my new job, with my new responsibilities, with our partnership moving forward. It's goodness gracious. This year has provided so many different ways to look at life. Yeah. Because how I was looking at it just wasn't a reality. Yeah. And I can, yeah, that goes yeah, yeah. for listeners out there as well. You know, it's, can you just understand or accept the fact that we're spinning around like a sun at 330,000 miles per hour, ripping through the universe mm-hmm. at a blink of an eye, this could be all taken away. Mm-hmm. So like value each, each breath, value each day, value the small things, valuing the small things will allow the bigger things to grow and prosper. Yeah. That's, 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 that, that's this year in a nutshell. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I, I feel like it's, it's a, I feel like by me saying those words and us having this conversation, maybe somebody can grab that nugget and change their mind. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. No, I think it, it's, it's twofold. It's right. It's yeah. like value, value, uh, everything that is going right or, uh, right. Quote unquote. Yeah, like and that. then also understand that we are we're we're spinning on a globe, right? We're spinning in a globe at about twenty thousand miles an hour. Then we're then we're rotating around the sun at about three hundred thousand miles. That's an hour. Thank you. And then we're rotating around a galaxy at about three hundred thousand miles a second. And then we're rotating around a universe, right? So it's like. If you the the deeper you expand out, right? It's like you expect every single micro detail of your life to go the way you want it to go. When you're living in this essentially infinite plane of existence, and ninety nine point nine forever repeating things are going exactly as they're should quote unquote be going. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you dropped a plate on the kitchen floor is like that that's so many nines down the, the line that we're never even gonna get there. So yeah. Yeah. it it's like value both sides, right? It's like we have things that are going right, but also we can't expect we, we can't possibly expect everything to go right because there are way too many things for us to even comprehend that are already going right before we even get to the things we start thinking of. It's so true. So I I think that I think that the more you're clasping and and holding and grasping at uh the way things used to be, the more frustrated and difficult and challenging this this life is and or this experience that we're currently going through is and the more yes. challenging you're making your life and and it's one of the things that I've kind of always uh, found fascinating is there's there are these opportunities in our life for energetic anchors and energetic anchors are things that I describe as like you know something goes wrong in someone's life or your life and like everything that goes wrong after that is always drawn back to like this one moment in time and it's like 
So, so for me, right, like there are a lot of people who end up with chronic fatigue, which is something that I have dealt with and still deal with on a daily basis. Um, and I was in, I was bedridden for two years, right? Like I, I had the opportunity, like, and I, I could, my brain didn't work. I couldn't make new memories. Like I lost a, a remarkable amount of my capabilities and I could look back at that time and be like, you know, it shifted my life forever and now my life is terrible. It would be really easy to put myself sure. in a place where my life is now bad because it went down this other path. That but that's not the reality, right? The reality is I was going down a particular path. That path was probably not the right that path was not the right path for me as a being. I shifted and now I look back at that moment in time, that intersection of life as like one of the one of the most valuable things that happened. And I talk about that a lot, but I think it's those these you can, if something goes wrong in your life, you can plant an anchor in your life and you can always draw back to that time and you can always say, My life sucks because this one event happened. Or you can say this event happened and now I have all of these new opportunities in front of me. So one of the most frustrating things that people do in their life is they plant those energetic anchors that they always tie themselves back to. And it's like, you're not progressing from 30 years ago. It's like yeah. 30 yeah. years ago is 30 years ago. You've had a lot of opportunities to change the course of, of your life since then. 100%. And 2021, yeah. what, like if you've planted an energetic anchor in your life, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh man, I always draw back to that time where Sally or Tim broke up with me and it like changed my life and now I'm stuck in this horrible rut. Right. 2021 can be like you can stop that anytime. You can pull up an energetic anchor and you can not think about that ever again. And it's like really remarkably easy to do because right. it's just stopping doing something, right? It's not like you have to do something. You just have to stop doing something that you're doing, which is right. tying yourself back to something that's not just, impacting you anymore. Just lift the anchor up. Just lift the anchor, let it roll. The wind's blowing. It's going to take you everywhere. somewhere. Yes. You're going somewhere. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, really like that analogy, that's a really good analogy that I had that just came to my mind. It's like, it's like when you're in a yoga pose, right? So all these yogis out there, they're listening. This one's for you. So when you're in a yoga shape, right, and the sensation starts to build, like say, for example, we're in a, a warrior two, right? And that sensation in your front quad starts to burn. Right? There's an opportunity there. The old saying goes that the yoga shape begins when you want to leave the shape. Right. Yeah. So that, when that sensation starts to come up, there's an opportunity. You can you, you start to develop a relationship with the sensation. Mm. Now, the relationship with the sensation I encourage my students to always take is one of like information, one of opportunity, and one for like like messages that like, this is your physical body. Like this is what's happening inside of your being. So like, it's I'm talking about those, those anchors that can be like an anchor in your life that always keeps popping up. It's how you then deal with the anchor or then reflect on the sensation in your body. Yeah. Can you, can you remind yourself to connect back to your breath, to feel the sensation like over and over and over again? It's not just one time it's repeating yeah. that, that, that cycle over and over and over again in your brain because your brain's going to want to eject, 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 right? If that's what you're accustomed to doing. So yeah. I encourage people to, can you lean into the challenge? Can you lean into 2021 being an opportunity to change an old story from the past, to mm. change your relationship with sensation, 
to change your relationship with Tim or Sally or whatever, you know, name you want to put towards that relationship that burned you in the past or whatever it may be, a death, a loss or whatever. Yeah. Like this is, this is a new year. It's a new you. It's, and it, it brings me up to this the topic of new year's resolutions. This doesn't yeah. have to start on January 1st. It can start mm-hmm. today. It can start yeah. tomorrow. It can start right now when you're listening to these words out of my mouth. It's, yeah. um, it's there for your taking. Like it's look at Patrick, look at myself. We're living proof that you can take a challenge and you can turn it around. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, so new year's resolutions, <laughs> uh, are, are they something that you do? <laughs> no, never. Yeah. Never have. And I never and... New year's resolutions are for me daily. Mm. I'm always trying to make changes and, and things that um, serve my highest and my best. Yeah. I don't think there's, I think we've labeled January 1st as a society as this day that you all of a sudden make changes. And then with those changes comes pressure, comes mm. an added responsibility to keep up with your new year's resolutions. Cause Tom, Sally, and Deidre and Steve are going to ask you, how are you sticking to those new year's resolutions? Are they, are they serving you? Are you, you know, have you taken a drink of alcohol this year or whatever it may be. Right. So yeah. There's too much pressure with that. Give yourself the gift of making a change today. Mm. And guess what? You don't have to tell anybody about the change. <laughs> it's not like you're on a yeah. podcast recording it. You know what I mean? Those yeah. changes are for you. Allow the people in your lives to be a mirror of your changes. They'll notice mm. things are different. They just they may not for know sure. how to approach it or how to how to how to act on that or how to acknowledge the differences, but they'll notice it. And most importantly, you'll notice the difference. For sure. All about you. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself? I got to ask about the new year's resolution. That question was for you, man. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, um, I, it's in, someone asked me the other day, like, uh, about business goals and, it's not a thing that I do and I I view it as like you know setting goals is for from my perspective right so I, I got I got some interesting feedback on this but what I said is you know goals are really for people that are concerned they're not going to work hard enough and working hard is not like that's not a that's not a thing that I'm worried about. So it's like, I know I'm going to put in all my effort and uh, I'm going to get exactly what I can out of every opportunity. Um, but th- they reminded me that, how did he say? He said, um, goals can also be for people that like um, receive encouragement from achievement. So it's like if if you're if you get an internal reward from checking things off a list, uh, setting goals is probably a really good way to motivate yourself. Yeah. Uh, I I don't right like that's just not a thing that I'm I'm not going to sit down and make a list of things that I want to do. Like I I know the things that I want to do, and I'm going to take steps to get to those things to achieve yeah. those things. Yeah. Um, and they will either happen or they won't happen, but it will not be from lack of effort. You know, the effort will always be there from me and I have no concern about that. So for me, it's like, ah, I can write something down, but 
I'm going to do as much as I can every single day. And I'm going to go to bed at every single day feeling like, yeah, I did everything I could do. Yeah. So That's- yeah, I'm not, I'm not a resolutioner either. <laughs> I did, I, for some reason, I had a, I had a funny suspicion you weren't, <laughs> but that, that's cool. You know, I, I used to be like a very goal-oriented person, like writing down the goals and 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 all those type of things. And, and that 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 number system or the the checking off of the list, it just I would write the goals down and I would never. I would complete the goal, but it wasn't like I was like literally checking off a list. There was no like completion for me, right? So yeah. So my my um my goal setting has has turned into this is gonna sound strange but it's it's turned into it's turned into a um like a release you know i, I release stuff through journaling so yeah. so i i've just it's been a recent practice that i've discovered in the past couple of months and i i just i just mind dump like on a piece of paper after my meditations and a lot i'm finding after i'm reading these meditations a lot of it's like not goal-oriented stuff but things i want to accomplish things i want to do things that are like in my in my in my mind my, my mind space that yeah that once i put them down on paper i'm reviewing my note my, my journal now from like a couple months ago and i'm, I'm already like i passed all those things that i've dumped down so so it just mm. becomes like this it's almost as if I get it out on paper, then it happens. Like I don't have to yeah. do anything about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes, for sure. it makes it real when I write it down. And then, like you said, the work ethic and the determination and the, I know I'm going to put everything I have into every single day. It's just yeah. my MO. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's turned into my, to my, to my goal setting. It's been very, very interesting how that, how that worked out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that you're really good at is, um, self self care is like an interesting word but uh doing the work i guess like you're really good at doing the 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 work for yourself how how did you find that path where did that path start um you know you, you where what what brought you there wow that's a great question um it's also a very deep one <laughs> yeah um yeah that gets me that gets a little emotional charge in my heart to be honest with you i really appreciate you noticing that that's um maybe where that energetic feeling is coming from because mm. no one has ever really said anything to me about that in such a way so thank you for that um it comes from my mother it mm. comes from the death of my mother to be quite mm. honest with you um i how do i put this things have things in my in my past before my mother's death always came easy to me. Um, I was good, good, good at sports, good at communicating, good, good at my job, whatever it was, I always excelled. Um, but there was always, there was a, um, a piece of, a piece of me that wasn't being, being acknowledged in that. It wasn't whatever, whatever I was doing, working towards accomplishing was never for me. It was for, it was for the approval of other people. So like the satisfaction that my dad would tell me something or my mom would tell me something or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they would always say to me, don't do it for me, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that until my mom passed away. And the, the, the words that the last, one of the last words that she ever said to me was that no matter whatever happens in your life, Brian, I want you to do things that make you happy. Cause she knew that that was a thing in my life, right? That I was trying to please other people. 
And so once that I, that I internalized that, and, and it took me a couple of years, to be honest, after she passed away for me to realize, well, one, the uncertainty of everything in, the, in her death, in her passing, it was a very tragic um, accident that happened. We, she was ripped away from us in an instant. And um, so my motivation, my self care, if you will, comes from this deep, deep appreciation of this human experience, mm-hmm. of being able to feel and to, and to love and to cry and to, I've always been like a really emotional person, but I've covered that up through like a nice suit and a tie and like, oh, oh, I'm going to go work and do my thing, you know, and, and this yeah. <laughs> put together person. <laughs> but once I started to really like lean into my humanness, wow, the world has opened up for me. And yeah. it's opened up in a way that, that I really never imagined. Yeah. It's really fat. Like that, that, that human experience, right. Just being, and vulnerable is the word, right? It's like, uh, oh, we just, we don't really have a, I feel like we don't, there's not a good enough word in English. Yes. Um, know. That represents, because vulnerable is like, an, like, all right, real, like it's touching on it. But neither yeah. of those words really accurately articulate what it's like when you're in front of someone or when you are someone in front of other beings and you're just you. Yes. There's, there's, some, there's something... That that mirror that you're offering or that you're yeah. showing, yeah. Uh, or that you're receiving is is really really powerful. Powerful. In the same way that when you're in front of someone uh, who you know is fake, right? Oh. It, it, you're. It's a for me. It's like a complete shut off, right? It's like oh, oh I, I I don't have time for this. I'm sorry, but so there's like you can completely open the universe. Um, and like people can see and reflect and be the universe through you, or you can be this like fake robot thing that is uh, a faux idea of what is possible and people can be completely turned off by you. And man, 2019 was that year for me, right? Where I just like, I got to experience, uh, people and I got to be me in, in front of people in a really, uh, beautiful way. And I will like forever be grateful for, for that year is like, uh, one of the best years of, of my life by far. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And it came like, it just comes when you, when you stop the, the show, stop putting on a show and just start being you. And then it, and I, one, one of the things I always have appreciated is how uh, willing you are to talk about your mom and like Ah, how you can like tell how much love and appreciation there is for her Hmm. so um i like i what i think the reality is right and this is not this is not uncommon and it's not uncommon for me right but it's hard to know how to interact with tragedy Hmm. right somebody has a, a tragic event um, or a difficult event. And it's hard to know how to interact with people because some people uh, just want to push it away forever. And um, I tried and I think, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't yeah. work. And it can't work, right? Because yeah. you cannot yeah. push away pieces of you. They, they will always be pieces of you. And the That's more it. you try to push them away, the unhappier of a being you will become. That's it. And yeah, it's, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I, I just want, I, I just want to say, like, I've always, I've never, I've never told you, but I've always appreciated uh, those windows of insight that you share around that event. Ah, oh, man, that's, uh, that's huge. I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's right. You, you, you bring up a really good point. It's, it's, it's. I, I like to talk about it because it's, it's a way of um, showing people out there that you can rebound from something like yeah. this. And yeah. I use it as a power. I use it, I use yeah. it as my, one of my biggest, biggest strengths. I have sort of ashes over here, my altar. And I speak to her every morning when I, when I, when after I'm done, well, before I meditate, I'd sing a little song, ring some bells and do some woo woo stuff, but it, mm -hmm. it feels really, really right for me. And yeah. I have a conversation with my mom every day. And I know that it's, it's a weird, like it's a weird um, symbiotic relationship is a give and take. So, so the more that I, the more that I, that I live my life in a way that my mother and I spoke about mm. my potential, like together as one, because like, I was yeah. never, I was just going through the motions when she was alive and, and succeeding and, and elevating and growing. But like, like, again, there was no juice to it. So like living my wife in a way that my mom raised me yeah. and knows how I, how, like from my heart, that's my mom knows I was an open, like open book for my heart. Right. Like, so the more that I lean into that, the more, ha it's, um, I meet people like you, the more, the more I get to get to teach it, the more my life just opens up, man. I don't know how else, how else to say yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> the opportunity to teach, right? So, uh, I want to talk a. Hmm, I think I want to talk a little bit about teaching. Maybe we can dive into that in a, in a deeper way sometime. But yeah. um, it is a really special uh, opportunity, right? Oh, um, there are there are an awful lot of uh, accredited yoga teachers on the planet, mm. uh, but there are not a lot of teachers, I would say. So I, I, I think that one thing, if you're, if you are a teacher, right, whatever you're teaching, anything you're teaching, uh, finding the fact that it's a, the real blessing and opportunity to get to do it is, is something that, um, probably something that I learned from 2020 actually, yeah. right. Is like, uh, yeah. you know, I, I have, yeah, yeah. Have a have a little bit of window of access back into teaching, and I teach a, a class on Sunday every week. But it's it's um, it's online and it, and it's different, right? So the interaction of an online class isn't as two way as uh, you'd like it to be. That that's one of the challenging things. Is there are just because everyone is in an individual bubble, the, it's really hard to have two-way communication. Um, so the community aspect, which is part of my part of my, I sent out I sent out an an email about this last week I think, which is when I look at what the challenges are in the in the world today, I realize that in order to overcome the obstacles that are facing um, 
us individually, us as a community, us as a societal nation, us as a, a societal a globe, a planet, we have to find a way to do two things. We have to build incredible humans because um, it you need incredible humans to make an incredible community. Yes. And I think that incredible communities are what are, are um, have the power and the force to create the changes necessary to, to beautify and betterify, to make up a word, um, our global experience. Yeah. So... Um, 21 for me is about overcoming the obstacles of uh, being in the middle of nowhere and also having the desire to build an impact uh, on a communal level, on a community level. So um, 21 for me, one of the things that I learned from 20 is that that power of a community is is really important and valuable. And um, so... Long story long, I've always had a dream. Uh, As far as I can remember back, I've had a dream to uh, live in the middle of nowhere and to kind of be isolated. And it's part of it is just... (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot we can go into about that. (laughs) So I, I don't think I've ever really talked about this, which is rare, right? I think I've been doing this for three years. So I've talked about a lot of things about me, but I don't think I've ever talked about the fact that I've always had this dream to kind of be isolated. And and, and a lot of that is because I never really felt like I fit in. Um, me too. Society. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Two French fries and a microphone, man. Two French fries and a microphone, for sure. We'll get some yeah. more information about that later, I promise. Yeah. So... I I've, I have found that there is a lot of beauty in the the dream of isolation, which I am uh, as isolated as I probably as isolated as I pictured myself. Maybe I pictured myself a little more isolated than I am, but I'm I'm definitely in the middle of nowhere, and um, I I I have this longing that I never would have had without vitality, and that um, I never would have expected that I, I want, I want community and I want to, to be a part of building uh, a community that can, that can make change. So this podcast, um, is part of, of, I hope it to be part of that. Like how, how do we, how do we find and build a, a more tight knit community that may have be socially distanced, right? So we, and, and socially distanced to it at an old level or an extreme level where somebody may be in San Francisco and somebody may be in Manhattan, but we're still figuring out ways to collaborate on improving the outcome of the organism that is planet Earth. Yes, the collective, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's got similar dreams, dude. I think, yeah. I think- I think this is part of one of our main intentions, if not the main intention moving forward with this podcast. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. Is there anything from 2020 that really stands out as something that you really feel like you took in, learned, interpreted in a new way that has become a concept in your world life? Yeah, more so than ever. 
first thing that comes to my mind is people need people. People yeah. need people need, and I don't want this to come wrong along the I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but people need people like you and I if that makes any sense, because there is a commitment to this greater organism which you talk about. Because listen, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to necessarily change anybody's lives or change anybody's minds. I'm trying to represent an example of what the possibility could be Mm -hmm. so that they can then take the possibility of what they think is out there and they share that possibility through their lens, through their own interpretations to other people around them. So it grows from one to the other. I am just a pillar. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm, I'm a, a, that, that shines bright so that you can see the possibility out there. And I'm not yeah. like, I'm not creating anything that, that, that is unattainable. Like I'm not, I don't drive a fast car or have a huge house, but I have a lot of heart and soul and I have a lot of love for the collective and love for the idea that we can figure this out in a way that makes everybody rise up instead of being pulled down. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah so I think 2020 has showed me, it showed me how much work needs to be done. Mm. It's yeah. also, it's also a snapshot into the hole we've dug ourselves into. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom of the hole, I think at least this time we built a ladder that like is like some, it's like a little bit shady and like you need some like repair. (laughs) You know what I mean? On the way back up. So like Mm -hmm. if I could be the repair man in that analogy, I'm there with my tools to help fix and, and tweak and, and turn so that um, we can build ourselves, dig ourselves out of this hole that we created in ourselves. Listen, life wouldn't be like we are incarnated in a time. I'm repeat this. I didn't even say it first. I'm going to slow down for a second and say that we are incarnated. And that's you all out there listening to. We are incarnated during a time of change for a reason. Because we can handle this. <laughs> because we can be the people that set this off into a little bit of a different trajectory that's able to hopefully, mm. God willing, send us in a place where our planet can exist in 200 years, 300 years. Mm. You know what I mean? And we're not, there's just nothing. There's, so that's where we're headed, right? That's a whole dis- different discussion. But um, that's, what, that's what I really learned. Like we're, we're in a hole. And yeah. I'm going to do my part each and every day to teach great yoga classes, to, to look people in the eyes and just say hello. Mm. Like, and yeah. say, like, I have this, I have this card, man. I have to read this to you because it's a student that gave this to me. She took my class for a number of, a number of, well, a couple of years, right? And she just left the city. And I want to, this is kind of what we're talking about. So mm. I want to thank you for the space that you create. I thank you for being your authentic self and reminding us to embrace everything that makes us human and love our humanness through your practice rather than try to ignore it. So thank you for being raw and real every time you show up on the mat. Your loving, vulnerable heart, there's that word again, is so appreciated and the light and love you emit is so abundant that vibrant doesn't even come across 
close to describing it from the blessed breath. And she goes on about herself, but like those words are ha ah, authentic, embracing humanness, raw, real. Yeah. And that's all I'm trying to do. And that's yeah. all I encourage people to do because the more that you cover up your realness, the digger or the digger, <laughs> the deeper we dig the hole. <laughs> Does mm. that make sense? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it really does. It really, it really interestingly does. Yeah. yeah. There, there I'm not are... trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm just trying to be a realist. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And with that, I mean, so building this community man we 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 we've we've that we're talking about we've started and we've got a lot of things in the line in the sort of backlog that we'll be releasing and um sharing with the world yeah that i think will help add to the construction crew that's digging us out of this hole mm. <laughs> I do think it's important, you know, one of the things that's kind of always been, I, I can remember, um, you know, like my, my time, my time at, I think I've talked about this a little bit, but my time at, at the division, the sports license division of Adidas. Yeah. Five years or so before the end of that division, I was telling people, you know, this, this division's falling apart. Um, yeah. And then two years before that, the end of the division, I I left and I went to a, a competitive company. And when I did, I, a lot of my coworkers said I was a loser because I was going to this small company. And a year later, a lot of my coworkers were trying to get jobs at that same company I had already left for. Of course. And I think that one of the challenges we have, like you said, you know, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I think that being realistic about the situations we're in is not pessimism. Um, like looking at reality and identifying where our obstacles are is, is not a pessimistic view of, of life's experience. It's a, it's a realistic view of the things that need to be overcome to yeah. move forward. So I've like always had these people telling me I'm, I'm pessimistic about things. And then five years down the line, the things that I said were going to happen, happen. And it's, it's like... I saw the things happening that that doesn't that doesn't mean that I'm pessimistic. It means that I'm a, I'm observing the reality of the life experience that were happening. So I think that's kind of step one is let's tone down the rhetoric, but also look at the fact that yeah, like the the summers are getting hotter and the winters are getting colder and We've been polluting our planet for 2,000 years. Yeah. So we're probably having an impact on the planet we're living on. And that impact isn't going to hurt the planet. The planet's going to exist if we kill ourselves off. It's going to thrive. Right. The impact we're having is on our own human ability to exist on this planet. And let's stop pretending we're going to just populate another planet and fix the problems there let's fix the problems here on planet number one exactly so i i think that you know i i want to i want to put that out there it's like pessimism um is one thing and observing observing 
where the obstacles are is yeah. a completely different thing. And and yeah. let's let's be willing to have conversations about the obstacles. Let's not pretend this is a this is a planet that's just here for us to destroy. Because a it's not, and b it's we're not going to destroy the planet. The planet no. will outlive us for sure, without a doubt, just like it outlived every other creature that's been on it since the start of time. Well, let's tie this in really quickly to ourselves, right? Because this, this came to my mind while you're talking about this. It's not about trying to fix the other person out there, all right? Trying to fix what the other person is doing, a.k.a. the other planet. It's yeah. about fixing yourself. It's about looking yeah. inside, a.k.a. fixing the planet we live on right now. Yeah. Yeah, that makes for sense. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, because like that's what you're saying. Like it's it's a beautiful metaphor that it starts with yourself. Yeah. That's why and, you're listening. To, yeah. That's I mean, that's why hopefully you're wanting to listen to this podcast because yeah. you care so deeply about yourself that there's opportunities out there to keep improving, to keep growing. I think that's really Always. really, really important because there yeah. there wouldn't be this beautiful, beautiful planet that exists right now if we weren't doing a lot of things right. Yeah, it's like the things that we're doing wrong are outweighing the right right now. So it's just it's just about shifting that balance, right? Can you can you just shift one or two, th mm -hmm. one thing inside your own being? Yeah, can you make that little shift? Yeah, and watch how the world around you starts to blossom and change and grow. It's like profound. That's 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 a really beautiful. Like, um, so I've been thinking I've been thinking a lot about uh, how you can create political impact. Uh, because I think that political impact right now is um, important and dangerous. And when I look, I, I, so I, I've been really uh, frustrated in how you can, because there's just, they're taking someone's uh, perspective of reality and shifting it 180 degrees is essentially impossible. And I think when people are looking to create shift in, in uh, other people, they want to create 180 degree shifts, right? When we're, when we're looking to create shifts within ourselves, most of the time we realize that 180 degrees aren't going to work, right? Like if you eat chips and salsa every day, the likelihood is you're not going to stop one day and never eat chips and salsa for the rest of your life, right? That's just not likely to happen. But what I've been what I've been more and more interested in is how other uh, government players are shifting the perspective of individual humans within the United States political system, or, or within the United States ability to in, inflict shift in political system. And what they're trying what they're trying to do is not create 180 degree shifts. They're probably looking at five degree shifts, yeah. and if you if you can shift uh, an election five percent, yeah. right? You shift the election in Georgia five percent. We have a completely different uh, landscape, and I think that uh, what what one of the things you've already brought up is becoming this like beacon of light. Um, and I, I think that one of the things I've said on this podcast is that if somebody tells you that they can light up a room, turn the lights off and, and see if they're, they're full of shit or not. Um, <laughs> but what I mean, so I want to be, I want to, I want to kind of be, be a little bit more 
detailed in, in this analogy. What I mean by beacon of light is uh, the, the word beacon, right? Like be someone that other people want, that other people can see. And if you can be seen, you can be emulated. So be a beacon who can be seen. And by being seen, you can be emulated. And by being emulated, you can create a 5% shift. You're not going to create a 180 degree shift in someone. And I think if your goal, if your if your desire and if your expectations are to create 180 degree shifts in people, you're going to leave disappointed. So have a goal of being a beacon enough, uh, someone who can be seen enough to create 5% shifts in people and 5% better world is, is a remarkably better world, a remarkably better world. Remarkably better world. Ha, that's, that's a beautiful way to put it, man. It's the, um, I always like to say this, micro change, micro movements over time create change. Yeah. So if you can wake up tomorrow and may your first breath just be an appreciation of that breath, then that's a micro change over that yeah. over time will create change. Yeah. A micro movement over time that create change. Um, yeah, man, that gave me the goosebumps, man. That was really, really cool. And the more people that can be their authentic self, the more opportunity that will, those five yeah. percenters, if you will, instead of the one percenters, now we're talking about the five percenters, the five yeah. percenters will start to grow and build on yeah. top of it. Okay, so I want to offer two. So now we're, we, we can uh, kind of start to wrap up. I, I want to give you two things. So first breath is a conscious breath. Uh, I want you to, the, the last breath of the evening, right? Can you be conscious and aware? Try This is one of the hardest challenges I think that uh, you can have, but be conscious and aware until the moment when you fall asleep. So conscious that you're aware of shifting into sleep and how that shifts you, right? So, so now you have two opportunities. Every time you go to bed, you can try to take the last moment of consciousness to you consciously switch into sleep. And then you can take that same opportunity in the morning, first breath, and Brian gives you that opportunity to be aware and conscious of that first breath in the morning. Ooh, Every single night, we have two opportunities. Neither okay. of them are easy. <laughs> but they're amazing opportunities that yeah. that that one that one towards the sleep is um I've had those moments before but never really like with us with an intention set before it you know it's always been yeah. like it just sort of happens so that's a yeah. good intention to set moving forward i really like it, that it's a fun it's a yeah. fun practice for sure fun practice Yo, let me ask you one let me ask you one yeah. question before we wrap up so you've mentioned this mentioned this to me several times and i want to ask you a little bit more what it means to you i have an answer too but this is for you um is you've mentioned this we are different but the same mm. so yeah. for the listeners out there that don't know us maybe as maybe as well as they want to or will know us in the future does that provide can you answer that question and provide any insight on 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 our relationship a little bit more yeah, so I think different but the same. Yeah, we've talked about a lot of these things, right? Is what um, one? I think we had uh, 
vastly different geographical uh, upbringings, right? But we had relatively similar economic opportunities, I think, growing up. Um, We have relatively similar ethnic backgrounds where we've like, we've walked a very similar cultural path and the cultural paths uh, that we traverse on number one are places that we were put in the universe without any choice or uh, uh, ability to impact. Right. So we were, we were both given opportunities uh, that, that other people may or may not have been given. Um, now there are certainly lots of people who are given more opportunity than either of us. And there are lots of people that are given less opportunity than either of us, but we were both given a, a remarkable amount of opportunity through no, uh, fault or, or desire of our own, right? It just happened to us. We just lucked into this existence. Um, both college athletes, right? So we, we both have some type of athletic background. Uh, we both had um, relatively dramatic, life-altering experiences. Uh, I think we neither of us, if we could go back and talk to our 18-year-old selves, would um, predict that we were going to be teaching yoga. No. Um, no. <laughs> or practicing yoga, or, yes. or right? It's like all, all of these things. So we've We've started in relatively similar places and we've found our, our paths to relatively similar paths so similar that they've, they've intersected. Yeah. Um, so I find that like background of things uh, very, very fascinating because we, we do share if, uh, the like Venn diagram of overlap is, is quite large. But the Venn diagram that, that doesn't overlap is, is quite large too, right? Um, we we come at our practices from I think different perspectives, yeah. uh, although there's a lot of overlap in the in the practice as well. Um, one of the things that I think uh, we approach things um, differently, right? Like you are uh, one of the things that I really appreciate and I, that most excites me about being involved um, with you as a partner going forward is that. You are about preparation and preparedness and really having all of the, the details buttoned up. And I am the opposite of that, where I am just like, <laughs> perfect, let's sit yeah. down and let's yeah. do this and we're going to figure it out on the fly. Yeah. But under, like, I think that the, the unionization of those two concepts is yes. really important. So like off off topic and and tangentially but really important to people who are entrepreneurial is most of the time entrepreneurs partner with similar entrepreneurs meaning they have a almost identical Venn diagram of skill sets yeah. and what that does is it basically takes the workload of the thing you're really good at and divides yeah. it up into a smaller piece and then the things you're not good at uh, end up with no one who can actually do them, which is a a, f- a failing recipe for yes. for a business project. Yes. So one of the things that I really appreciate uh, about the way we we partner up is that we have really different skill sets, yeah. um, and and that is is the key to a successful partnership. It, it, yeah. it really, if you are thinking about partnering with someone, yes, 
without a doubt, find someone who does who does things differently than you yes. um, because it makes the, the thing better. It just makes whatever you're doing better if you have different skill sets. It fills in the gaps. It yeah. fills in the gaps. That the, yeah. dude... We should have like we should have like written down these answers first. Well, no, you wouldn't have written, you wouldn't have written it down. You would just I wouldn't have, yeah. I would have I would have wrote but I would have written it down. And there would have been there would have been this synergy of almost the exact same answer I was I was gonna give you about how we're different and the same. And the differences are what attracts me to you, man. Like I you're very much a you're very much a mirror for me, but you're very much a I feel like there's there's a there's there's parts of me that strive to be like you and I feel right. like there's like parts of you that are striving to be like me in some in some weird way right yeah, so like sure. with that with those polar differences create this you have your own you have a Patrick path and you have a Brian path and then you can yeah. also you, you you link the two together and it becomes yeah. this new path you never even thought existed oh for sure yeah for sure that makes sense yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think that, yeah, uh, really, really being able to build upon each other, uh, it just makes the path uh, go to places that you didn't know if, that were possible. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to take this into to the new year and, and turn this into a new project of, of uh, exploration. Yes, likewise, man. It's been a, um, a beautiful past God, this is already an hour. I can't remember more than that. 70 minutes or whatever it's been. It's yeah. uh, time flies when you are having <laughs> fun doing yeah. what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Is there any, is there any, uh, any final thoughts on your end? You know, a big, a big heartfelt thank you to you um, for, ha, for, for believing in, in, um, something larger than yourself, man, something larger than, uh, than I ever thought was ever possible. I'm getting emotional because it's, it's a, uh, ha, you are a, um, a person I look up to and I cherish and I, and I, uh, I'm so grateful that we're in each other's lives. And I yeah. know that, I love you. I love you too, man. I know, I know that we're, that's what I'm trying to say. I know that we're going to be able to help people out there. And that's all I want to do in my life is help. Yeah. 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 I, I know that about you, man. I, I really appreciate that about you. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that opportunity more and more. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. Hey, Beautiful, beautiful first conversation. Uh, thank you. Thank everybody for listening. Yes. Thanks for being a part of Becoming Legendary. And we'll uh, chat soon. Have a great new year. Have a great holiday. And know that Patrick and I love you. We love you. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs>